Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Five Keys to Thrive at Bethel Church in Redding, California. Now, let me just say this up front. I know many of you listening to this do not attend Bethel Church in Redding, California. But I believe these principles can apply to you in different places that you're in, especially if you're in a mega church situation. But even if you're not, these principles, I believe, will be a blessing to you. But I also understand that many of those who are listening to my podcast have been influenced dramatically by what is happening at Bethel Church. God's been doing some powerful things over the last 20 years plus, and we have over 2,500 School of Ministry students at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Bethel Music is impacting the Christian worship, music, uh, just movement in a, in a powerful way. Many church leaders are looking to Bethel for connection, for core values, for impartation. And Bethel, there good things are happening there. I also understand that there's great things happening around the world. And we don't feel that we're superior to other ministries, other movements. We're just excited about our role that we have in the body of Christ and in worldwide transformation right now. So if you are a part of Bethel or have experienced Bethel or live in Reading, you probably are going to relate to some of the things and some of the experiences that I've had. Now, before I came to Reading, I was pastoring in Weaverville, California, an hour west of Reading. Bill Johnson, senior leader here at Bethel, he pastored there, uh, I believe, from 1977 till 85, 1985. Danny Silk followed him, and I came with my wife Wendy to lead the church in 2001 to 2008. Now, when I came to Bethel in 2008, it was not an easy transition for me. You know, we like to say, bless God. We don't have our identity in our ministry. We have our identity in Jesus. <laughs> you know, I found that that's pretty easy to say, but you know, I, and I was tested. I came here and I, I was the number one person in Weaverville. I don't know when I, when I came here to Bethel. I don't know what number I was, but I was not number one. <laughs> Matter of fact, I wasn't even in a single digits. And so there was a test for me. And some of that test I'm going to describe here in this, this message. So why don't we just get right into it? Five keys to thrive at Bethel Church. Number one is to know you are called there. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The quality of my life depends on my identifying what God has told me. The more I can identify is the more I'll live. And certainly this is true in any direction that we take in our life, you know, because when we can identify direction and promises for our life, we're going to live at a high level. 
Because I don't, if I don't have a word to live by, the only way I can live, truly live, is if things are going well. And, and so just the first thing is, is to know that I'm called to Bethel Church. I'm called to be a part. I'm called to be here in Reading. And again, you can apply this to your situation that you're in right now. The quality of your life depends on you identifying what, what God has, has told you. And because wherever we're not assured, if we're double-minded about where we're at, we're, we're not going to thrive because double-mindedness is the enemy of great influencers. Any area where I'm double-minded in, it's open season for me. What I mean by double-minded is I believe one thing one day and I believe another thing another day. My, my beliefs are emotion and circumstance driven rather than word driven, rather than promise driven, rather than God's direction driven. So when we know we're called, then that's going to answer a lot of other questions because God knows the, the specifics of, of the details of where we're called. And any place we're called to is going to have challenging seasons, things that are disappointing, and we'll need that word. Number two is find your group of people and your assignment. You know, in, in at Bethel Church, Maybe nine, ten thousand people are coming on on a week weekend meetings, and you know just to find your place, man. Just actually find parking is a challenge. Find a parking place, <laughs> and so find your find your group of people and your assignment. Certainly, you know there's the the great leaders leading the church, and and yet. Where the chances of us having personal relationship with them is not high. But I found this out that people who come and then find their particular group, find the ministry that they're that causes life to come to them, find the place where there's favor and there's blessing in relationship, that is usually leading to some aspect of Bethel. You know, it could be like love after marriage group. It could be uh, so the cell group ministry. You know, the it, it could be volunteering on pastor on call. I mean, there's so many options, but finding that group, and usually it's going to involve an assignment as well. As a matter of fact, I think it needs to involve an assignment where we are uh, not only getting but we're contributing to what, what's happening number three is this overcome disappointment that it is not a perfect place <laughs> you know that may surprise you and you know you can watch Bethel TV or just experience it from a distance but you know when you actually get close to any place you're going to find out wow it's not not perfect and and that shouldn't surprise us. I, I say this, the nature or the pattern of most relationships is excitement, disappointment, and then either disengagement or growth. And certainly that's true with the greatest church we'll ever attend is going to have things we don't like. I mean, even the disciples were a part of a great move called Jesus, and they lost the wonder of it. They were disappointed in Jesus, disappointed in each other disappointed in, 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 in 
things not happening as fast as they should, as they thought it was. And so just realize if you're going to thrive at Bethel Church or thrive anywhere, we, we have to overcome disappointment in what we're experiencing. I mean, disappointment could be we don't agree with something that was spoken. Our disappointment could be that we're, some of the people weren't as friendly as we thought they should be, or, or, or just, uh, or even the challenge of building meaningful relationships or just feeling disconnected and not feeling like a part. Hey, that's, that's number three, overcome disappointment that is not a perfect place. And then number four is overcome insecurity and insignificance. You know, one thing I've noticed and that there's a lot of eagles flying around Bethel. There's a lot of great leaders, a lot of great influencers who, have, who are doing things in an excellent, powerful way. You know, you're in that environment and it, it shines a light on your non-eaglehood <laughs> in certain areas of your life. Those things become more evident. You know, if, if we just hang out with people not doing anything, if we hang out with people not believing for anything, if we hang out with non-excellent people, then we're not going to have our weaknesses exposed. It's like a sports team. If you just play mediocre teams and you're mediocre, then you're not going to really understand your strengths and weaknesses. But you start playing a good team, a really good team, then you, the light is shined on the areas where you need to improve and grow as a team. And I've, I've experienced that at Bethel. It can make you feel insecure and it can make you feel insignificant. Again, those feelings are normal. Even, even feelings that you, I feel like a failure here. I feel like such a little fish in such a big pond that it's, it's feeling a failure. So overcoming that. And then lastly, a key to thrive at Bethel Church is activates, activate Bethel's impartation by faith. You know, there's something I've noticed. You know, who we partner with, who we say our tribe is, is powerful. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 40 to 44, there's some interesting phrases. It says, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. If you receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, you receive a righteous man's reward. Now, there's something powerful about honor. Any, any honor brings life. It started with children, honor your parents, for this is the first commandment with promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Wherever there's true honor, it draws life to the person who is honoring. Now, the principle of honoring a prophet in the name of a prophet, when we actually honor the places where God has sent us, and we, by faith, receive the mantle, the, the authority, what's, what's happening. You know, like the disciples, they were with Jesus. And even before they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, because of that partnership, they were doing great miracles just because of their association with Jesus. David's mighty men in the Old Testament, 1 Samuel 22 
they gathered to David, they were dysfunctional, everyone in debt, distress, and discontent. They connected to David and they received uh, by faith the impartation of being associated with David. Now, when you're associated, you don't even need to, to, to be at Bethel or to live in Reading to receive that impartation. You know, again, the tribe that you believe you're a part of. I remember in the late 90s, Wendy and I were pastoring in Round Mountain, Nevada, and we had Bill come out for every year for 10 years. He stayed in our house about seven years in. We committed ourselves to him. We said, we, we want to partner with you. We want to, I can't remember my exact wording, but the focus was we want to partner with you. We want to come under your leadership and we want to help you in the vision that you have to transform the world on, on earth as it is in heaven. Now, when you actually make that commitment that you not only, that you honor, you say, I honor what's in you. I, I want to, I want to become a contributing part as well. And I want to help move this thing forward. It activates a supernatural thing. After Wendy and I did that, we felt a great shift in our life. And we felt an upgrade. And, and I believe that uh, as we activate this impartation by faith, it is a powerful way to thrive. So five ways to thrive at Bethel Church. Number one, know you are called there. Number two, find your group of people and your assignment. Three, overcome disappointment that it is not a perfect place. Five, overcome insecurity and insignificance. And six, activate Bethel's impartation by faith. Hey, before I close this, I asked some of my team members uh, if they would just help contribute to this. Um, Connie said this, know the season you're in. Is it a growing season, launching, retooling, healing season? She also said, trust in the Lord's process. It's bigger than you think. Trust that he knows what he's doing in you, and it, would be, and it will be good. Approach the season with thankfulness and expectations of good, and he will complete what he has begun in you. She also said, be intentional in developing relationships. Connection is vital to thriving in life. It is easy to get lost and be alone in a large group of people. Only your health, own your health, and be intentional to create healthy relationships. Find people to love on and, and laugh with. Ash said this. Um, I would suggest also adding something about knowing what you are giving and what you are receiving. Being specific in that is so powerful. She also said, I think it's important to make sure we are contributing to as well as being blessed by our church and asking the Lord how he is using you there, even if it's prayer or something unnoticed. And Michelle said this, she said, focus on growing your personal relationship with Jesus. Bethel may, may be a wonderful place to be, but true growth and transformation comes through your personal relationship with Jesus. The secret place is the priority, no matter what movement or church you are in. I think people can move here and expect it to make everything easy, wonderful, etc. but Jesus is still the key. She also said, maintain perspective. God is moving all around the world. Something I think that is essential to thriving here is maintaining a perspective of what God is doing all around the world and cultivating a heart for not only the lost, but the church as a whole. There can be a pull or temptation to think Bethel as better or superior or that they are getting it right and nowhere else is. And yes, what God is doing here is powerful and incredible, but celebrate that 
and and don't lose heart for the church as a whole wow 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 you know those are such such great um great thoughts and you know just uh matt also he added this find find your group daniel and his buddies uh you know just he gave some great examples there of scripture uh, finding your group, Daniel and his buddies, overcome disappointment. Uh, he added, if you find a perfect church and join it, it won't be perfect anymore. Overcome insecurities. David's mighty men didn't go from broken to mighty by focusing on how much mightier those around them were. Such good thoughts. And, you know, just uh, it's fun to just share on this. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And remember, there's no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. Once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something is going to change, somebody's hoping. Somebody's becoming unreasonably optimistic. God has to partner with somebody who has hope to accomplish his will. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. It's our strength. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> we either have too many personal weaknesses, too tired, too much pressure, too much bad news on television, you know, whatever it is. But I say you need the joy. And I, I say this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you so much. God bless. We look forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministry. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.